Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is time to talk Minnesota Vikings football once again. It is time (laughs) to review a crappy Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. We got a pretty crappy Super Bowl to talk about here. And a, well, we have a coaching staff for the Minnesota Vikings now. We're going to have our typical three-segment show. First segment is going to be pretty short. The feature presentation will be my conversation with Dylan Richardson about the Super Bowl in general. We kind of, we will banter around a bit as well, like we always do, because that's just who we are. We, we love to do that, uh, and we hope you love <laughs> to have us do that as well. But first, here in the segment, the overall news of the Minnesota Vikings, which is the original reason most of you listen to the show, is to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the coaching staff is official for Mike Zimmer and co. So obviously the head coach is Mike Zimmer. The two coordinators, or actually three coordinators, because special teams is a coordinator, uh, all have been confirmed and the assistants beyond are all in place. So it is time to talk about this very briefly. Norv Turner will absolutely be the offensive coordinator. It took about 17 years to get there, but here he is. Fantastic. A mediocre to below average head coach in the NFL an elite offensive coordinator and with with rings with the Dallas Cowboys we've mentioned in the past. Um, obviously, he's been an overall stud coordinator in the NFL. He's just one of those guys who was meant to be a coordinator, not a head coach. Rock and roll. Very awesome to have him on the staff. George Edwards, a little bit less known, a former linebacker coach with the Miami Dolphins. Actually, quite a bit less known. Cross your fingers. Hope for the best there. Um, but obviously, you are covered with a a man who is a much better defensive coordinator than Leslie Frazier ever was, and that's Mike Zimmer. And I am saying that with full <laughs> faith when I say that. Full faith, full sincerity. Leslie Frazier, a good defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer, a great defensive coordinator. All right, <laughs> end of story there. George Edwards, again, cross your fingers, hope for the best, uh, with a man who knows defense very well. Better than Leslie Frazier. <laughs> Mike Zimmer in charge. i got to think he has picked a man that is capable of being a excellent defensive coordinator. But, again, all is yet to be determined. Mike Prefer. That's right, Mike Prefer, the debated Mike Prefer, will remain the special teams coordinator. A lot of people liked him as a head coaching candidate at one point in time, but obviously a certain story because of a certain ex-punter uh, was kind of getting in the way of uh, <laughs> this man's career, possibly. Uh, <laughs> um... That was obviously put on hold. I'm not sure if the Vikings ever would consider 
Mike Prefer is a head coaching candidate, or if they did at any point, I doubt that was ever really serious. Maybe they kind of sort of talked to him. But, well, Mike Prefer is going to be the special teams coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, I talked about him extensively during the season because of, obviously, some of the lapses with the special teams in the, in the, during the course of the year. That Cleveland game made me sick, where they literally left a, a man who was a pretty good uh, receiver or tight end open. It was a Jordan Cameron. Yeah, just maybe. Wide freaking open on what was a, an apparent field, fake field goal. Nobody called timeout. Nobody made any adjustments. That does partially, in fact, maybe in a great way, fall on the special teams coordinator. Overall, Mike Kreefer's performance as a special teams coordinator has been <laughs> more than more than more than adequate, more than above average. So, all the political uh, uh, political and accusations aside, <laughs> um, I'm not mad to have him as a special teams coordinator. Uh, as for the politics, I'm not going to get into any politics on this show. At least uh, when I because when I did in the past, it, people didn't necessarily respond well to it. So we are going to just keep this to strictly football and maybe banter around into some other random stuff on occasion because we can. Like like the weather. <laughs> yeah, stay warm out there, guys. Okay, let's get to the list of assistants before I ramble on too much further. Rob Aki. Rob uh, I guess it's achy, achy. Hopefully, hopefully he's not too achy. Uh, he will be an assistant defensive line coach, and yes, we've come to that point that there's multiple positional coaches. <laughs> so, uh, yep, we go from there. This is alphabetical order. KFAN will source them because this is on their. Yeah, we do appreciate that. Uh, Jeff Davidson, offensive line coach, sticking around. He's been he's had a nice run. So yeah, a lot of the former guys are sticking around. Uh, Ryan Ficken. Assistant to special teams. Jonathan Gannon, assistant defensive backs, quality control. Hmm. Yeah, they better have some quality control with those defensive backs, huh? Okay, that was too easy. Jerry Gray, defensive backs coach. Jeff Howard, defensive assistant. All right, then. That must be kind of like Brad Childress' role in Kansas City. Apologize for mentioning that name. I used to just call him the former head coach because <laughs> of his unpopularity. Andre Patterson. A quite familiar name will be the defensive line coach. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is here to be the defensive line guy. Drew Petzing, def- uh, coaching assistant. Coaching assistant. That might be more of a Brad Childress type name. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you know, you're kind of your Bobo. He's hanging around. Kevin Stefani, tight ends. George Stewart returning to coach the wide receivers. Scott Turner. I know not from Turner and Hooch. It's just he actually, his name really is Scott Turner. Will be the quarterback's coach. That is the son of the offensive coordinator, Norv Turner. All right, then. Hopefully we have a nice quarterback's coach. We're going to need one for the future of this team. Kirby Wilson will be the running back's coach. And Adam Zimmer, the son of Mike Zimmer, will be the linebacker's coach. Kind of cool there. Kind of cool. So there it is. That is your <laughs> that is your coaching staff. Um, obviously, Mike Zimmer is excited about getting things together. Rick Spielman and all, talking it over. It just kind of is what it is. I'm not against bringing Mike Prefer back. Uh, I think they should just let politics... I think they should just put politics aside. Everybody everybody on both sides, just let it go. I mean, whatever. Let's just play, let's just play football, talk about football. No one died. No one's getting killed. Though, if Prefer said what he said, well, uh, I don't know. Um, 
just don't just don't say that. I mean, just just don't. I suppose just, just it's not worth it. Obviously, you're you know it's one thing if you have political beliefs. It's another if you go overboard with uh, maybe you were just pissed off at the guy. I don't know. Whatever. Let's just leave that alone. <laughs> political beliefs are perfectly fine to have, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Uh, for both sides, yes, for both sides, um, because this is America. Yes, whether you're right wing or left wing, your political beliefs are your right. So, <laughs> yes, um, rock and roll. So, there it is. There's your coaching staff again, hoping for the best. Just impatient to see what they can do. That's the whole thing. That's where. <laughs> that's where I sound a little bit antsy right now. A little bit like, okay, where do I go from here in this conversation? Uh, Well, there's nowhere to go yet because there's no football to be played for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm a bit jealous of the Seattle Seahawks, obviously. Even slightly jealous of Denver, but not really. Uh, Much more jealous of the Seahawks, wishing that was us. Hopefully these guys can help that possibility exist and persist for this Minnesota Vikings franchise. Obviously, not everywhere Norv Turner goes, it's a great team and a great situation because, well, Norv Turner was the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns last year. Uh-huh. So, I don't know how the hell he wound up there. Like, you'd think a man that's that big of a name, of a coordinator, in this league would go to the Cleveland Browns. You would think he would go to a, a much... Uh, I mean, unless there was, like, no job available. Like, okay, I gotta go somewhere and be an offensive coordinator. Jeez, I mean, jeez... I don't understand it. Obviously, Daryl Bevel's got his spot in Seattle, and he's going to be keeping it because he just is. Cleveland hired their coach. I know about as much about him as I knew about Tim Brewster when he coached him when he first got hired by the Gophers. Apologize for that name there. I just had to say it because uh, I don't know who the hell the Cleveland coach is, other than he's the Cleveland coach. Congratulations to you, Mr. Uh, uh, <laughs> faceless mask at this point. We'll, we'll see his face sooner or later. Well, I'm sure you could Google it in three seconds, but I'm not in a rush to do that. Um, good luck to the Browns. Hope it works out, actually, because I'd like to... That's another franchise I'd like to see at least come out of the dust. I wouldn't like to see another franchise beat the Vikings to a ring, because Seattle is now on that list. Oh, at least there's still Arizona, Cleveland, Buffalo, and uh, a few others left. There's not many left, though, anymore. Oh, the jealousy. Oh, the jealousy. So, with no further ado, i got to cut the ramble and get on to our conversation about one of the worst freaking games I've ever seen in my life. Regardless of who anybody's cheering for, I had no real emotion in this game, honestly. Other than I don't really like the Seahawks all that much because they have screwed up the Vikings seasons many times in the past or have just beaten us to Buddy Paul many times in the past. Ah, whatever. All right, here comes Dylan Richardson, folks. It's Joey and Dylan back on the airwaves once again, right after this. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. 
Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Purple Mafia on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. That's right, as promised, Dylan Richardson has returned. Once again, we are reviewing the Super Bowl. Welcome back, Dylan. Oh, thank you very much, Joey. It's good to be here. Hashtag Peyton Manning curse lives. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) And yet again, he uh, dips below the 500 mark in (laughs) postseason play. It's so perfect. It's like you just look at this funny stat right here with the touchdown to interception ratio in in this single game. That's his Super Bowl record, one and two. (laughs) (laughs) I, I had to. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I mean, we were ready to watch the two best teams in the NFL, 13-3. and three. This is like the matchup, like, okay, you know, some people picked back in June. You know, it's like, wow, best team in the AFC is probably going to be Seattle. Best team in the NFC is going to be Denver. And I know not everybody picked this, but it's like the epic battle that a lot of people were, uh, you know, all the magazines and this and that were picking. And, well, there, there's your epic battle. <laughs> well, first off, that was the safe bet. And everyone that said, oh, I, I picked uh, Seattle and Denver to be in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, it, most of those people picked from, I don't know, like week whatever. Unlike us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, my picks went down in the dirt. But <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to address that. And they could have. Yeah. And, and that's the good part. <laughs> yeah, and that's the good part. We do our picks in we do our picks in late August every year. You know, that's our tradition. <laughs> Right at the end of the the preseason, call our shots. Just like, uh, just like, was it Babe Ruth that called a shot over mm-hmm. the fence? That was, was that. Yeah, yeah we call Henry our Ruth. shots. Mm-hmm. We call our shots here, and you know, it did pretty good, Joey. Uh, I believe you got one in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I had Denver going and losing to San Francisco, so I was like basically uh uh def- deflected pass away from being correct because I, I gotta think San Francisco would have won oh <laughs> unless the Peyton Manning curse didn't apply in that game but oh my god I, I would have like been perfect that's just crazy I, I'm not used to that yeah huh that's that's <laughs> one heck of a, a shot call I think oh. last year last year you got it you got it right though didn't you you well at least half of it and I yep. I picked the other half. Yeah, I got the champion right. Yep, I, I sold that stock. It got to eighty dollars a share. It's back to eight thirty three right now. A lot of a uh, lot of them on uh, the message boards out there at Investors Hub are saying better, better buy into Baltimore. It's <laughs> Baltimore. Yep, it's, it's at a bargain basement price now. It's like Bitcoin. Sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I mean, I watched that stock rise for about four years. Flacco was a rookie getting to the AFC Championship game. A lot of people were like. Oh, he's not the reason they made it, but well, he's not the reason they didn't make it. <laughs> so, you know, this game here, forty-three mm-hmm. to eight. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's almost like we could talk about almost any other Super Bowl and probably be more interesting than this game was. I mean, unless you're a Seattle <laughs> fan, obviously. I was really hoping for a game, and we did not get one. Although I did get a couple of laughs early in in the game. Uh, 
number one was when the ref just straight handed handed Broadway Joe the coin. He's just like, flip. Oh, my God. <laughs> the ref had to grab it out of the air. Does he that have an alcohol funny. problem? Huh? Oh, yes, it was funny. <laughs> I want to kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so also... I don't know if very many people caught this, but Joe Joe looked to Russell Wilson. He said, "I always had a quick release." Oh, brother! Oh, that's funny. That is funny. That's good, actually. Oh, yeah. I Hilarious. was just watching like he didn't really do. Yeah, he did it. <sighs> he should that know was... better than that. How many games has he watched? He's <laughs> Well, the the thing is, is that it's kind of the ref's fault too, because he almost like turned his back. He handed the coin to him, and yeah. and then like then like turned and didn't immediately uh, like take control, so to speak. And Joe's like, "Okay, let's flip it, mm-hmm. <laughs> flipping it." Yeah, just quick release. I want to get off the field with this fur coat. I look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I seen him, I knew he was going to do it. As soon as I seen him, I'm like, "Oh, Peter's pissed. Peter's pissed right now." <laughs> They're boycotting the Super Bowl now if they already didn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually surprised to not hear more flack, although it's probably fake fur anyways, but still. Yeah, but still. Yep, they're getting the red paint ready again. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, oh, what if someone does that to him when he's on the field? Oh, oh, that would be that would have been their big moment. Huh? <laughs> it would have been funny. Oh. That actually would have been more exciting than the game after, I don't know, the second quarter. Just- this was the. This was just. I mean, if you were you were, we came into this expecting a football game. Oh, I did too. <laughs> we I did. Yeah, I mean, we, we really did. The score. The score was. I I picked it to be what twenty seven twenty one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, before it leaves my brain. Which yeah. Yep. Yep. Tend to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the second laugh that I got. <laughs> I think you know what it is. Mm-hmm. As soon as as that snap went over Peyton's head and out of the back of the end zone, mm-hmm. I thought, "Here we go. This is the Peyton Manning that I know." And okay, well, it wasn't his fault. He had to go up there and say Omaha fifteen times before he snaps the ball. Yeah, 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 whatever. But it's just <laughs> something. It's just something, right? It is just something about him that he just does not play well in the postseason. And once again, okay, dude, no six. Get your bears. Yeah, I hear you. You know, <laughs> after being in the playoffs so much, and hey, fantastic regular seasons, but there's just something. There, there has to be some kind of a Peyton Manning curse of some sort, because he's had fantastic teams, and oh, this God, is yeah. this is his best season yet from a statistical point. I mean, he broke yeah. the two major passing records: the touchdowns and the yards. So. Coming into this game, you know the the safe pick, and you know would be to pick the Denver Broncos. But there there is there's an old timer somewhere that once said, "Defense wins championships," and mm-hmm. I think we saw that and a little bit of luck. I mean a lot, yeah. I mean the luck. It's like the, I mean, and it's like yeah, the whole offense thing. It's just you watch the way Peyton Manning played in this game, the way the Broncos offense played in this game. You look at his seasonal numbers, and it, it, you just cannot even imagine that this man played this well in the regular season. <laughs> I mean, with how poorly he was in this game. I mean, it was Christian Ponder. Um, obviously, okay, look at me doing it again. I, I did it. Yep, we knew that word was coming, especially against Seattle with how he played. But you said the man. P word. Yep, I swore. <laughs> 
I said CP. Oh my goodness! It um it that first play though, yeah. I mean, you know what it was for me at that moment? It was game over. The first play <laughs> of the game. It was game over. You you just knew it because you know how the Super Bowl is. Um, somebody makes that kind of error at you know at any point. Uh, at a crucial point, like the first step of the game, you could say is crucial in a sense of a momentum setter, a pace setter for the game. And that's how the pace is set. It was game over. You know, Peyton Manning is a great quarterback and all, but he's no Frank Wright. Mm-hmm. No, he's not going to bring back from a 22-point deficit. Actually, Frank Wright awesome. did it from 30-something point deficit back mm-hmm. in that, that, that game. Way back, if you can remember, yep. ladies and gentlemen, this is old folks Super Bowl talk. But this would have this was playoffs. Frank Reich did it in the playoffs, I believe, right? Yep, Houston, Houston Sprockets. No, what am I talking about? Houston Oilers, which I I miss, still miss that logo. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five to uh, three. Thirty-five to three was the score. I'm like, well, Houston's gonna win. And at the time, I didn't realize Warren Moon had never ever won a playoff game. And talk about a Peyton Manning curse. There was a Warren Moon curse. And yes, there was. <laughs> yeah, only only he could do that. Give up a 32-point lead. <laughs> oh. And then that obviously set the momentum to a Super Bowl run. I still remember that very well. That was, uh, I'm ashamed to say that was my rookie season because I'm, I'm old enough to, I should have gone back to, say, 87-ish. But, I mean, I did see that NFC title game a bit, Minnesota, uh, Washington, but... Yeah, that was quite a quite a memory. <laughs> Frank Reich, what he did. So, yeah, I don't even know like where to begin as far as a breakdown, other than this was just a total butt whooping. Yeah, it's literally. Yep, go ahead. Sorry. And a, def- a defensive player. You know, oh, I'm sure that you want to talk about this, and I'm going to bring it up right now. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Percy Harvin actually did good? Oh, no. He had a couple of pretty good plays, man. And I think he was one big play away from possibly being the MVP of this game. I literally went in saying, "Please, God, no! Please, God, <laughs> please, not Percy Harvin as MVP." I, I, I can't deal with that. It's literally didn't show up all year, you know, and obviously all the history here. Obviously, in Purple Mafia, a lot of people have heard how I felt about him. Uh, talented, but, you know, but obviously inconsistent due to every reason in the book. Attitude, oh, sorry. Oh, headaches. Hold on. Mm-hmm. hold on for a second, Joe. Mm-hmm. I got a headache. Oh, I got yeah. a headache. I don't know if I can go on with the show. I have a headache. That's Percy Harvin. I'm, pull, I'm pulling a Percy Harvin on you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I would always repeat on the show. It sounded like I was repeating myself, but it really it was just Percy Harvin repeating himself. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, okay, it's a migraine week. He's not playing. Oh, there's a, there's a kick return touchdown. Oh, oh, there's another migraine. Oh, there's a kick return touchdown, you know. And this is the kick return touchdown game. Um, I was playing, pre praying again, please, not Percy Harvin for MVP. And I even tweeted it at Purple Mafia <laughs> show on Twitter. I tweeted it, and then it's this this linebacker. Yes, I was like, good, good, good. <laughs> you said, <laughs> thank God. So, so since he had a a, a kick return, um, does that mean that he's going to have a migraine for the opening game of the season or preseason? I mean, you dealt with this a few times. So, yeah. how does how does that work, Joey? Well, it's how gonna... is it going to work? It'll probably be an injured hip or an injured ankle or something like that, because that's that's how it really works with him. Because Lord <laughs> knows that he has to be compensated for doing something well for his millions. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's usually what it is to them. It's, you come back with that injured hip, injured ankle, injured abdomen, injured ego. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it's just how he is. It's hangnail. I mean, he's not the kind of guy. I mean, yeah, he's tough, but he doesn't. If he plays through pain, I I don't know. I guess he does, um, but not not very often. And it's like, yeah, as we say, there is no way to break down the game. It's just the storylines. That's about all there is to say. Obviously, a tone setter like a safety on the first snap of the game is going to make the entire Denver Broncos team, who all of them except for pretty much everybody except for Peyton Manning had not been there before. So obviously, you know, they weren't going to come out with the same swagger. They're going to come out shaking, I, I got to think, and <laughs> that's probably – help contribute to a lot more fumbles along the way. I mean, this had 41 donut all over it, which I think you know what game that is, maybe. Do you? Um, I remember. I can't remember who it was about, who it was, <laughs> who was in it. Minnesota, New York Giants, NFC title game, 2000. Oh, yes. Kickoff yes. one, fumble, touchdown New York. Kickoff two, fumble, touchdown New York, 14 nothing with about 14 minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> And that was all she wrote. The agony. Oh, the agony. I mean, yeah, it's so hard to watch a game like this. Um, I had zero emotion involved in this game, and I'm sorry, Mr. Paul Tuniverse Caniff, who has lived in Seattle for like three months and all of a sudden is like a 30-year veteran fan of the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bandwagoner. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and I mean, okay, I'm glad he's... I'm glad it's fun for him, but at the same time, it's. I had no emotion in this game. I wanted San Francisco to be there or New England, somebody like that, obviously, or obviously Minnesota. I would have cheered for Chicago, absolutely, if they were there. Uh, cheered, cheered against Green Bay or Pittsburgh or Dallas, teams like that. <laughs> but, yes. Mm-hmm. This, there was just no vesting interest in this game. It was like Bills and Redskins. I can't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I did. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a trooper because of Purple Mafia show. <laughs> uh, hmm. And so the, Peyton wound up, you know, put why he uh, tongue tied. Yeah, sure. He, uh, I, I'm pulling a Peyton Manning right now. Oh, anyway, he, the snap. He, you know, he almost got up to 300 yards in this game, but it, a lot of those that yardage was in garbage time. So, uh. I'm actually impressed that the NFL didn't give uh, Peyton the uh, the MVP just because there's Manning in the Super Bowl. It means he needs to get an MVP. They'll do it on merit. They do it by last name. Mm-hmm. That's the hot rumor, isn't it? It's, you, you know why he would get it? He broke. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, because Archie told the NFL that his son must receive. That's the one of the MVP. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons. Yeah, look at me, look at me, false start on me twice there, jumping into her. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but no. um, yep, I got a ten-yard, five-yard penalty there. <laughs> um, that's a that's a new bit I should add here. But <laughs> uh, uh, what was I leading towards? Oh, delay of game. Let's see. <laughs> it was he attempted the most passes in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had to. <laughs> yep, he had to exactly. I mean, you're not gonna. Sorry, no, Sean, you're not that good anyway, and we're not, yeah, sorry, no, Sean, you're just not that good, and obviously we're down by, like, the whole game was like, let me just look at this score. It's just like a computer glitch or something. I mean, 43 to 8, like, the whole game, 22 to 0, 15 to 0, like, what is this? 
I, I don't know what it is. Like some uh, wacky arena league like rules, I guess. I don't know. It's just the whole game was like uh, I don't want to watch this anymore. I just wanna I just wanna record Timberwolves Explosion or prepare for Purple Mafia or or watch ID Channel. I don't know. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> But I watched it. Um, Super Bowl commercials. Okay, I, I don't know. I, where dare I say this? There hasn't been a just. This is my hardline opinion because that's just who I am. I guess I, I don't think there's really been that many good Super Bowl commercials since like '92. <laughs> that's know, just there me. Was, there was a few good ones uh, um, a few years ago, but yeah. it just seems like most of the ones now, yeah, uh, a little too over the top for me. I mean, come on, Doritos. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that there was a funnier one. I actually I don't know if it aired during the Super Bowl or not. With uh, oh, that kid from the Big Bang Theory, and he's like driving up next to some hot girl, and like they have an exchange, and and uh, yeah, different things start happening according to the exchange. I thought that one was kind of funny. I don't know if that aired during the Super Bowl, but it is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It and, may have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that one was pretty good, but. Yeah, not, it was just meh, you know? It, it was, like, everything about it was. And part, part of it might be, it's like, back in the day, there was more you could, uh, like, you know, commercials were a certain quality, and then the Super Bowl, it just had more going on. Nowadays, we live in an HD era, so it almost seems like we're spoiled now that all this action, this, this you know, three-dimensional look to the commercials <laughs> seems to have seems to be like everywhere now so it's like nothing really stands out like it used to i suppose that that might be the one excuse i can come up with for not getting as excited mm. you know i'm going to start a petition to bring back the bud bowl at least that's close that was fun i'm not going to lie that was fun mm. at least those are close games mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they were close it was more entertaining than this i remember some super bowls like you would have more of a rooting interest in in the bud bowl than than the actual blowout that you're witnessing on your screen mm-hmm. like yeah you know like the um, the denver game was at 22 23 years in the in the past against uh, the san francisco 49ers we may have had a reenacting of it if again mr sherman didn't do didn't do the bat down on uh old crap tree but <laughs> but he did so ah uh, crap <laughs> Womp womp, but yet Raptory, champ, yep. champ is still not a champ. Poor Bailey. Yep. yep. I almost Poor for- champ Bailey. I almost forgot about him, which is really sad. That he's still around? Yeah. Isn't Sounds that like sad? he's been playing forever. Yeah, it really is. It makes me feel old, because I still remember him as this hot draft pick that went to the Bron- that not the Broncos, went to Washington. That was the Clinton Portis trade, wasn't it? That brought uh, Portis to Washington from Denver, right? And then Bailey to to Denver. That's I can't what... even keep track because yeah. he's, wow. he's, yeah. Yeah, he's like old news now, Clinton Portis, yeah. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the running back curse. They don't last forever. Oh, boy. Praying for Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in that padded room and, and don't breathe. Okay, actually do breathe. Breathe breathe a lot. <laughs> Someone get Adrian Peterson in the hyperbarometric chamber, please. Yes, yep. Is, 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 isn't that the one with like the, was it like 03 or something in it? I forget what they call that. I don't know, but Michael Jackson used to use it. 
No, and I think I I don't actually don't know if it's uh if it's actually legal because Uh-oh. there's a lot of Olympic type rules that um w- what people do is use that and then mm-hmm. do blood transfer mm. and it has something to do with um like um elevated oxygen yeah. in your blood and yeah yeah they call it blood doping yeah i think mario lemieux used that in his old day his old days with the uh penguins you know. so well, yeah no, when, you're, when you're 59 years old and taking the ice so your business doesn't fold mm-hmm. that's what it was <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what it was that's what that's when i first heard about it all lemieux was going in there yeah, Adrian, hop on in for, <laughs> before you get too old now. I can't believe I'm saying this either. Oh, time is too quick. That heck, is. Heck, Purple Mafia started the, or no, this was the YouTube era, the pre-Purple Mafia. Paladino Live started with Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah, good old 07. It's amazing how time flies. Like, you say 07 and it doesn't really sound, doesn't really, like, Hit it until you start doing the math, and you're like, "Whoa!" Is it for real? Yeah, it's like, was that really seven years ago? Seven years ago? That's really weird. Was like, that four score and seven years ago? I it, mean, it was Abe. It was. Whoa! That's what it's like. It's like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> no, that would be like this the eighties. Hmm? The Purple Mafia address: four score and seven draft picks ago. <laughs> We drafted our, our our front office brought forth a new running back for the Vikings by the Vikings. <laughs> oh, I wish. Mm. Yeah, and, and yeah, and this Samsung S4 I'm looking at right now, just the technology change in phones since then is quite odd. No kidding. No kidding. I mean, this iPod Touch Generation Two wasn't even out yet. This this really super old iPod that I'm staring at. <laughs> it was from 2008. Like, yeah, like, you. Like, like the phone that I currently have, the Nexus, is mm-hmm. basically as fast as any laptop that came out in 07. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I, I, think, I, I think I actually have more power in this little handheld device than an entire, maybe even some desktops Whoa. Back, back then. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we got the quad core uh, quad core processors. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Purple Tech. The Purple <laughs> Purple Tech Show. This is Paladino Joey and Dylan Richardson. Because tech is more interesting than this last Super Bowl. It was bad. <laughs> this is like the old early '90s Super Bowls, late '80s Super Bowls that were the NFC destroyed the AFC. Uh. These are these are the early John Elway years. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's no way, no, no other way to say it. I mean, Washington killed them. San Francisco killed them. Um, what? I don't think he went to a third one, did he? That he got killed. I think his third one was Green Bay, right? The no, because the, the third one he didn't. He wasn't involved with the 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 the. Ken Norton. Yeah, the one previous to to him being there, and then he you know goes out winning two. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah, the 70s one, right, against Dallas, I think? Something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they lost three. Oh, they, wait a minute. They did lose four, didn't they? Or, no, were they like the Vikings? I can't remember now I'm blanking. Look at me. <laughs> oh, well, I have to shoot you down there and say no because they won twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had had lost, maybe had lost. 
<laughs> you jerk. Oh, yep, yep, yep. They, that's the whole theme, too, again, that I posted on the Facebook page. That's going to be in the third and final segment of this wonderful, I'd like to believe, wonderful episode. Yes. Uh, that yet another, another team that, again, sucked forever, sucked for eons. It's the first Super Bowl ring before the Minnesota Vikings. Yet another one. Oh. Yeah, I, you know, you like to put your faith in people and say, okay, I can I can see where the front office is going, where the GM's going. They're going to put the right people in who they think is in the right place, but mm-hmm. when you see when you see like John Elway put together this Broncos team it was, you know, kind of hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Yep. And, and the Seattle Seahawks going from a playoff team that won 7 games Really, for for not not so much this year, but the previous two seasons, I I was like, these guys aren't for real. They're not for real. You know, they'll fade out, just like they normally did. And boy, they they had one heck of a season this year. And uh, playing in one of the, the toughest divisions, maybe even in all of football right now, the NFC West oh. is the new NFC East. It it really is. That is. Uh... Uh, it's like whoever wins that division right now, I think, is the favorite to win the championship, without a doubt. I mean, if San Francisco were to win that division next year, you know, obviously the home field makes a difference. I think 49ers win the Super Bowl if they win that division next year, and I think if Seattle wins it, uh-oh. <laughs> it could be a little Dallas Cowboy like mini-dynasty going on. Uh, horror, insert horror music. Because yeah, mm. they're a pretty young team, but we'll yes. see if the Super Bowl curse uh, rears its ugly head. Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of expectations to live up to, mm-hmm. but you know they're solid, and if they can keep it together during the you know the post or the uh, the real postseason, you know, coming into the draft and all, yeah, really, really gonna see. Um, and I guess the 49ers have quite a few draft picks coming up, so we'll see what happens there as well. They do, yeah. It's going to get very interesting. Maybe they'll be the new Patriots or something. <laughs> Who knows? It's uh, a lot of lot of things that are that are going to be answered in the coming coming year here. It's going to be a fun season going into next year. That's a nice way to look at things. It's just the the time in between is the hard part, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that it is. It's. You know, always say it every year. It's so bittersweet. Like, mm-hmm. here's the coolest game, which necessarily isn't the coolest game this year, but yeah. we have been uh, quite lucky the last few years to have a, a, a good Super Bowl. But, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, here we go. For what it seems to be an entire year, you have to go through almost the entire summer before good sports come back on. Mm-hmm. But you can you can bide your time right here and listen to the Timberwolves explosion. Also, oh, yes. yep. there's a new basketball show, Joey. Mm-hmm. Tell your tell the 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 mafia mm-hmm. let them in on the little secret. And I think there's two episodes out now. Yeah, yep, yep. We managed to get our second episode out. This is a literally a international show. Myself from Golden Valley, Minnesota, Vince Germano of the courtside podcast fame has joined from Melbourne, Australia. I don't know if that's been done before where obviously you have them as guests, but a actual permanent show with two people from a different country, you know, it's pretty crazy. 
It is. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, it is a Lakers and Timberwolves show. So I still get to talk Wolves, but I give Vince a chance to have the green light to talk Los Angeles Lakers and a chance to reach to a new crowd, making uh, the name of the show is The Showtime and Timberwolves Show. Yes. 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 So, yep, we can hear Marv Albert imitations and <laughs> maybe even Marv Albert plays at times, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, and obviously there's Brave the Wild, the hockey show, and uh, yes. yes, and I wish I wish uh, Mr. Mr. Dylan Richardson would return to uh, NFL East to West, and of course this show as well. <laughs> I oh, know. I wish. I, know. Yeah, I wish. It, it would be fun if I could get mm-hmm. together like a rotating panel of because Joey, I mm-hmm. don't know how you do it and how you've done so many, but <laughs> by yourself uh-huh. is just it's difficult, man. It, it is so is. difficult. Mm-hmm. Not to have someone. That's why I really think that the Showtime and Timberwolves is going to be a really good, good, good show because you can bounce things off of one another, yeah. kind of like how the crossover is. You know, it's an awesome show. Yep, that's a New York Knicks and Brooklyn Nets show, by the way, out there for you. And they are Australians, just Rusty and and the PMAC. Um, yeah, and I do think this could be a that show's got a got some potential to it, without a doubt. I, I hope it does bring on a nice new group of listeners at some point. Oh, speaking of which, so mm-hmm. since I've switched from iPhone mm-hmm. to an Android handset, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, I feel, you know, I did somewhat before, but firsthand, I feel your pain with trying to get podcasts. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of your people listen to uh, this on the sports stuff just because of that. Mm-hmm. But I have an app recommendation. Unfortunately, it is a paid app. Uh oh. Yep. But. But it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if you have an Android device, I would seriously consider this one. And uh, it's called Pocket Cast. Pocket and, Cast, huh? Mm-hmm. Pocket Cast, yeah. And the interface looks a lot like the iPhone setup with the um, with the, the album art and stuff like that and showing that there's new, new things. But with this, there's more control than actually the iPhone app because mm. you can choose to uh, automatically download whatever show you're subscribed to but not only that you can tell the device to only download that when you are connected to wi-fi and i think that's awesome yeah that's really good because you know you know this is a day and age when data does matter in a you know in a big way definitely does Um, and it gets chewed up i mean because this show right here will probably be like in 30 to 40 megabyte range somewhere in there yep Uh, depending mm -hmm. Yeah, and some some of them can be up to eighty, even to a hundred megabytes. We've had some hundred megabyte shows, mm-hmm, some really big fat ones. Yeah, probably like season preview or what was the one? Like we had a recent one that was like I think the recent show was huge because it was like three segments and the the coach was hired. So that was that's what happens there sometimes. It's just too much at once. Exactly. Like, so th- mm-hmm. this 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 app is fantastic, um, and part of the selling point is uh, <laughs> was. Uh, um, one of my one of my favorite podcasters that is not sports related is Leo Laporte mm-hmm. and he has the Twit network and that is a really cool thing that he has built and oh. I really in, enjoy uh, uh Twit and all all the shows that all the techie shows that he does but I saw that he um plus one it through Google plus mm. And I'm like, oh well, Leo likes this. I'm gonna give it a shot. And I think it was like 3.99. But I'll tell you, 
I I just subscribe to what I what I listen to. Yeah. And I don't have to do anything after that. That's it. I yeah. come home from work, my shows download if you know I'm sleeping or whatever, it downloads. Well, you know, and you can also oh, here's another cool thing in this app. You can also set it to uh, only download when it's plugged into a charging source. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool cool little little thing. So I just want to let people know that they were looking for something and wanted an endorsement for even something that's paid. Because for like for me, I was like, I don't even care if I got to pay for something. I don't want to sit here and type an RSS feed into this thing so I can yeah. get my show and then I have to babysit it. This thing is just set and forget. I mean, you you just open it up to listen to the show and it's got a cool widget that you can have right on your front anyways mm-hmm. enough 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 shilling for pocket casts <laughs> but it's a really a, a fantastic app and if you are looking for an android podcast app that's 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 one that i would recommend if you're not uh you know shy about buying something for you know i don't know yeah it's 399 I, yep i yeah. tried i tried a few other ones and they just weren't really cutting it for me and I was like you know what I'm done fooling around I want to try a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. and I, another one that I heard is good and I think you have it Joey is uh, Double Twist yes yep yeah that, that's so another one I recommend too but yeah I mean it's like free to an extent and then eventually uh, I guess you have to pay in order to subscribe which is kind of uh. <laughs> yeah that's kind of yeah that's kind of that's kind of backhanded at least at least mm-hmm. with like uh, Pocket Casts and Whatever it's up front. Hey, you pay, it works. Um, done. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. I kind of like things being up front. And and there's a huge um, movement in the game world where, you know, it's kind of like, well, if you buy these coins, you can do this faster. And it's like, hey, I already bought the the game. Okay. Yeah. So really. Imagine why, why you're handicapping the game before, and I paid for it. Yeah, that is pretty lame. It's, it's happening more and more, so I'm I'm always mm-hmm. on the lookout for stuff like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I I definitely hear you there. And uh, to one quick thing too, because I knew there was a hidden Super Bowl in there, and it's like probably because it was another lopsided one for Denver. That was '86, because obviously '87, um, they lost to, excuse me, the Broncos lost to Washington, but in '86 they lost to the New York Giants. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was oh, Mark Navarro yeah. days. Remember yeah. those Sports Illustrated covers? Mm-hmm. And also, that was the Doug Williams Bowl. Oh, yeah, the 87, yep. Where he did the splits, laid the ball on the ground, and they called him down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one touched him. Oh, ooh, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, they went through their beatings, but then Terrell Davis and co. got her done, and then they went through their beating again years, many years later. Yeah, they they did it again. So yeah, as you <laughs> as you get the idea out there, folks, yes, this was a game to game to forget. Uh, unless you're a Seahawks fan, yes. I mean, that's the, that would be the spoiled part, though. If you if you win a championship, it's much more emotional when it's like really close and oh my god, we did it. You know, like I can experience it with well, this hockey jersey I'm wearing right now because it's very cold here. I mean, stinking cold, so I'm wearing it to keep warm. It's a gopher, gopher hockey jersey. They they went back-to-back national championships back in the early 2000s. And the first one went to, to overtime, and the emotion was insane. 
The second one was five to one, so the emotion was not the same. So <laughs> it was fun. It's still great to win a championship, but to win a championship like basically the way Seattle won the San Francisco game. I yes. Mean, the, oh, the emotion is just off the charts. If, if you win, if you win, be it a bad call or you know a good call, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, at least it was something to be excited about. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. All the way to the end. Without a doubt. I mean, that feeling, it is something I miss very much. Obviously, 87 Twins, 91 Twins. Those are games that went to the, the wire, especially 91. The feeling, I mean, it's I miss it. <laughs> and obviously, I want to feel it for the Vikings because they would be stronger. Uh, football is more emotional than baseball. Um, I loved baseball back then. But <laughs> uh, obviously, not only is it emotional to win a Super Bowl, I'm sure, that, that I'd like to feel it. But obviously the fact of all the years it took to get there is what makes the emotion amplified literally like 50 times more than than some maybe some other teams out there. That and you don't get a lot of shots. I mean, you have yes. 16 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Baseball, uh, you lose it now? Well, maybe we'll get them next time. Yeah. Oh, we, we're on a losing streak. We lost all this week. We lost... We lost five games in a row. You know, we'll get hot again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, baseball is a long sport. And but here's the good thing about baseball is in the postseason, it's no joke because if you're not in the postseason, then you weren't good enough to get there because there's plenty of time to fix yeah. your problems there's during so the regular time. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is so much time. There's so many things. I mean, how many times did the Twins? They had a whole horrible month of April. And they still won the division. I still remember that. Was it they had? An, that was like one of their great seasons, I guess. Nine, uh, 2006. I wish it was 96. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, 2006. One of those great years. And then, obviously, Liriano's elbow blew up, and that was it. But if it didn't, well, maybe. Just maybe they might have been celebrating a third World Series here. But, ah, anyways. <laughs> oh, to dream. Hmm. Oh, Seattle. I, I mean, hey, that was their first major sport championship since the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, of course, they're not even there anymore, so that probably added even more emotion for the uh, the Seahawks, I'm sure. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just a bummer to have such an anticlimactic finish. Doggone it. I mean, at least for the in their sense. Oh, well, at least you won, damn it. Take it and, take it and, and enjoy it. <laughs> Raise your trophy high. Uh, look at me, I'm all mean. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of people cheer for the NFC, and I understand why, but part of me, it's like, well, it it, it, it depends, because there's a lot of teams that just either they, I, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just develop a, a hatred for them for whatever reason. Because they, they got to play your Vikings, a lot yep. of them, in the, in the, that's what it is. the season. That's, that's exactly what it is, and it's hard to, it, it's hard, it, yeah, it's just it's just hard. It's like, if the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl, have, rooting for them. I just don't know. I don't know if I could do it, and definitely not for the Packers. I mean. mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain teams, it's just like a part. Uh, it's just there would be a signature from Green Bay is one, Dallas is one. But then again, there's always that one team that most of us may hate, and then some of us, they have a special like place for them. You know, I guess for me, it's like the the Joe Montana era, I suppose. But uh, look at me, now you're going to kill me. <laughs> Whereas Seattle... It's like, I don't know, I, I just never liked them. They stunk a lot for so many years, but then they were always that, 
there's always a lot of pinned up history with me with certain NFC teams that they'd be terrible, but we and then we'd go there and get our ass handed to us, and it would be a huge like screw up in our you know very small 16 game season. Yeah. Uh, so obviously there's a lot of pinned up hatred for that for that over the years. Washington Redskins are probably the all time great in that category. Oh, I, I made my feelings knowing about Atlanta that. Falcons, right? And that one's a huge, huge thing. Yes, they that love the Metrodome. That and the Atlanta Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The Fel- yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. That I'm sorry. The Falcons. Yep, love the Metrodome. Yep, that's what I was hinting at. I'm sorry. <laughs> bastards, you, Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler, even Matt Ryan with that crappy little season, like. Well, it was just a bump in the year for a year that the Vikings weren't going to win anyway. 2008. I still remember you know, that one. I don't know if you've noticed this, but next time you see Matt Ryan and you see the back of his jersey, mm-hmm. doesn't it look like his font for his name is for, like, a girl's or a youth jersey? I've, I've always... It, yeah, it's like small lettering, like like it's, you know, a girl jersey or a youth jersey. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that, like, the last time I watched him play, I was like, wait a second. Is that dude wearing a girl's jersey? Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, now it'll be something that you look for. It'll be something that you look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're all going to be <laughs> now we're all gonna be staring at it. Oh, maybe. But uh, I wish I wish there was more to say about this game. It's like, ah. It's like I, I keep thinking, like, we're leaving something out, but not really. It was a defensive really. game. Yeah. Seahawks kicked their ass. They came, they saw, they kicked their ass. Actually, they came there to uh, kick some ass and chew bubblegum. They were all out of bubblegum, so they just <laughs> focused in on the ass kick on Denver. Mm-hmm. And good for Mr. Try to re- uh, maybe try. I'll, I'll try to keep this brief, but good for Mr. Uh, Sherman that he was kind of nicer in the end. And obviously Peyton Manning's little... Uh, thing where he checked on uh, Sherman's health at the end of the game. That that, that was cool. I mean, I, I appreciate yeah. hearing about that because obviously Sherman hurt his ankle. Yeah, who knows? That's not something you want for a guy like in his position to have. So, um, and, good for good for those, yep. those get re-injured quite frequently and a lot yeah. easier after a a big injury to them. I speak from experience. Mm-hmm. Me, <laughs> me too, Mister Mister Righty down there. Yep, me too. Oh, you you got the right one. I got nope. I got the right one too. Uh oh, you say the right one. I say the right one. I got I got chop blocked in in high school and my cleat stuck, but oh, my no. body my body went over, mm-hmm. and unfortunately Uh-oh. it didn't break, so it stretched mm. all the ligaments. Yep. Yeah. That's the weird part. Yeah, I I had some stretching. Ugh. I, I went through some stretching exercises too. <laughs> one time during paintball, which is pretty goofy. <laughs> <laughs> how sad is that just tripped on a branch because we were in the forest and that was the first like five seconds it was a lot like the way the super bowl started <laughs> it can happen anywhere you yep. never know it was literally ready set go boom like okay well I'll, i guess i'll just hobble on it and keep playing all day but this sucks <laughs> yeah the doctor pretty much said well too bad you didn't break it isn't that goofy yeah but it's true though it, it would have healed faster and better mm-hmm. that's sad <laughs> so, Occasionally, not so much anymore, but for for a good long while, every once in a while, I would just be walking regularly, and then whoop! All of a sudden, twist it over. Yeah, it just keeps happening and happening. It's just like it's loose. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, exactly. That's basically what the what the doctor had told me is that you have a loose socket. Yeah, it's, not hmm. much you can do. Isn't that? But, oh, that's crazy. It happens. It does. I guess maybe one final teeny tiny thing as we head near the near the wraps of this segment anyway, and then it's on to the fan interaction. Uh, with all the Viking news and stuff. Oh, goody, right? No, no, it's, there's some good and some bad, I suppose. Mostly good, I guess. Um, Russell Wilson, obviously, just an um, impressive young man. I I have nothing bad to say about him whatsoever. You know, I mean, he's not exactly this elite quarterback, but he's better than the old uh, overused game manager term, isn't he? <laughs> he is an accurate son of a gun. And what I like is just his his personality reflects a person that, has class, has respect, and he's somebody that I would love to be a teammate with if, if I was, you know? Oh, yeah. It's definitely. Mm-hmm. Class class act. You know, I don't really have anything bad to say either one of, about either one of these teams, and especially yeah. about either one of the quarterbacks, because even though yeah. I like to give Peyton Manning <laughs> hell, yep. he is a good guy, yep. and he does try his ass off, mm-hmm. but uh, I just I can never pick him in any playoffs because... He will burn you. Yep. I don't know how many times as a Colt, I'm like, well, this is a Colt's year. Guess what? It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Guess what? One and done. <laughs> oh, you're going against the crappiest wild card team. The eighth seed actually won. You lose. Yep. In the first round, at home, a place where you didn't lose any games, you know, or or one game or whatever. So I just I have a thing. I do not. I do not pick Peyton Manning in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And it's a good decision. I mean, <laughs> at, at least it looked like a year that they'd get there, but then yeah, yeah, obviously not going to win. Yep, it's worked thirteen times. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, it, it has. I mean, obviously, yep. I do remember a lot of those years where the the Colts looked like Johnny Unitas and Baltimore, Baltimore Colts era out there, and they weren't. You know, it, obviously Peyton Manning had the turnovers against the old the Patriots, who were more clutch than him back then. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Much to my chagrin, I suppose. Mm-mm. So yeah, I mean, I've, yep, class acts, class. Uh, uh, I like the. I mean, a game like that, I could see quit over anybody for Denver. But yeah, Peyton Manning didn't quit. Uh, obviously, that's that's a credit given to him. But you know, he has a legacy to uphold, and and he did in a sense, unfortunately, in multiple ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Mm, again, final congratulations to Seattle and and the Forty ers or the Vikings are going to get you next year. Yeah, maybe, go. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Right? Or are the Bears? Mm-hmm. Well, you never know. <laughs> depends on depends on what happens. Mm-hmm. And yes, for those of you that might be new to the show, Dylan Richardson, yes, he is a Bears fan. And the I have, enemy lurks yep. within. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is the executive producer and founder of thesportsstuff.com. A but very I do have, website. <laughs> I do have to say, Purple Mafia listeners, it could be worse. It really, really, really could be worse. I mean, I could be a Packer fan. Much worse. I mean, I, I Bears are my second favorite team in the division. So I, you know, I mean, for me, I'm like immune to any, you know, like oh no, Bears fan, you know. <laughs> I, I hate the Lions and the Packers for some reason. Well, the Packers, <laughs> obvious reason. The Lions, I just loathe. They're another one. They just bug me. I don't know. Maybe it's their fans. I don't know. 
they piss, they piss me off. It's like that we should kick their ass every time we play them. I just have this mentality, and then we when we don't, I like literally am like TV upside down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a nut. I am a nut when we play Detroit. Oh. YouTube evidence. Okay, I didn't say that. <laughs> there is YouTube evidence about it. Yes, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, any final thoughts for the the, the stupid bowl? Uh, you know, I'm kind of interested to see uh, what happens in the draft. Mm-hmm. What moves are going to be made in the off season, and of course, always looking forward to the beginning of a uh, undefeated season. Yeah, we will be clean slate, undefeated start. <laughs> gotta gotta love that, but unfortunately, the waiting is the hardest part. It right, is. Tom Petty? Hmm. Yes, I think it is. It is. It is, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. And Tavares Jackson has a ring. Okay, I had to throw that in. Yes. Oh. He threw a pass and got a ring. Um, it was not completed. And that's it. Um, once again, Shocker. another <laughs> another, <laughs> another crappy Viking getting a ring. That, uh, just, yeah, another one. Uh, yeah. Oh, goody. Yeah, but he did it right in the pine, so. Yep. <laughs> yep. As I wish Percy did, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm such a jerk, aren't I? <laughs> Someone's got to win, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Good thing Cordero's not on the Seahawks, at least. Hopefully Cordero can have something nice to say. Ooh, nice segue into Viking talk, yes. All right, so um, I guess that should put a wrap on this segment. What do you say? I think so. I think we've uh, talked enough about a 43-2-8. <laughs> victory for Seattle Seahawks. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. And Joey, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it as usual. I can't wait for our prediction show. Oh, absolutely. Any anytime you want to have someone on to bounce stuff off of or or whatever, I am here. We'll just figure oh. out a time or whatever, and it's open invitation anytime, Joey. I love I love being on your show. It's fantastic. You do a great job. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. And I would like to exercise that. Uh, <laughs> I would like to exercise that that uh, option and uh, and privilege to have you on more often. I mean, that would be fantastic in the off season and in the regular season. Of course. Yeah, we got to do it more often. Look at me. <laughs> there you go. Because I I know it. I mean, obviously we can work it out. Because look look at us. We 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 do work it out. So it's very doable. Oh, thank, thanks again. Really, really appreciate that. I will exercise that that invitation. Yes, we shall return. Uh, yep. So now it is time. <laughs> oh, awkward pause. Awkward I was pause. like, "Where's the segue? Where do you, I'm trying Joey. to? I'm trying to read you, Joey. Where do you, we want to segue to? Joey, that's a, that's an epic fail. Okay. We're gonna yep. we're gonna you're doing uh, Vikings news next, right? Is, yes, it is. It's the, yeah. It'll be the fan interaction. So now it'll be time to. Well, hear hear your uh, comments on the Facebook page and the Twitter accounts. The upcoming jingle will tell you how to get there, and obviously the phone number to thesportschef.com as well. I always encourage call-ins. Just try to keep them to a minute. Uh, it would be appreciated in the future. So appreciate the long shout-outs in the past, but probably should keep them down, especially if the volume does come up. So thanks again, everybody. We'll be right back to hear from you. Contact us and support Purple Mafia by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. 
Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And here we are, back on Purple Mafia. It is the fan interaction segment, Facebook, Twitter, Purple Mafia show. <laughs> After both Facebook and Twitter, that's how you get to us. We got the call in line. Time to go. Time to get rocking and rolling. No call-ins for this show, just mentioning but also, the next show will be State of the Vikings 2014. That will be most likely featuring, well, myself and, well, yes, featuring me. No, featuring a uh, co, uh, <laughs> a guest host with me. A name that's very, very, very familiar to those of you that do post on the Facebook page for Purple Mafia Show. Sebastian Balls will be on the next episode of Purple Mafia. Yes, applause, applause, applause. So, yeah, but it's very cool. He lives in Seattle now. Not a fan of the Seahawks, as his uh, his uh, picture profile uh, profile picture would have indicated going into the, that game and for a few days afterwards. Same with Brent Jacobson as well. <laughs> Two of the Caller Hall of Fame members there. I, I wouldn't mind having Brent on sometime, too. You know, we just banter back and forth. But just saying, um, just letting you know, he's going to be on... <laughs> On that show, it'll be interesting. State of the Vikings. Uh, and also, I should mention this now as we head into the Facebook page. I will be posting a thread now where I will encourage you to keep the uh, conversation in that thread. Where we'll be talking about the, and this may be hard for some and easy for others, the 2013, it's obviously the Minnesota Vikings season wrap-up, the, uh, the team MVP, for 2013, biggest surprise in a positive way, we'll say. Some people kind of get that all over the place. And when I say biggest surprise, like, wow, he was better than I thought. That type of thing. And the biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, and very briefly, keep it brief, please, because there may be a lot of people saying why. And I do like to get to as many people as possible, if not everybody. So that's the way I like to be. You know, I like, I like to give you guys a chance to let your voice be heard. So it's time to let your voice be heard. Indeed. Uh, I was mentioning about how, oh my God, it's 48 degrees. And I, for some stinking reason, didn't even bring that up in the last segment because it's like, whatever. And I should have brought it up. What the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> was, oh yeah, oh, it was 48 degrees. I posted this on the Facebook page, which I just am just humiliated about. I put it's 48 degrees. Denver's going to win. Trust me, this makes a lot of difference. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, and Paul Caniff, that being Paul, Tuniverse Caniff, who now lives in Seattle and suddenly is a biggest Seattle fan of all time. Okay, I'm sure he would... St- I wonder who he would cheer for if the Vikings and Seahawks were to match up in a big playoff game. I would hope he'd cheer for the Vikings, but I don't know. Uh, please don't tell me you have more emotion in that team than this one after all these years. Please tell me, Paul, please. Uh, he says, an inside job? How dare you? So basically, he's just making fun of something Bill Clinton said uh, a couple years ago when questioned about the uh, <laughs> the legitimacy of about 9-11. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, an inside job? How dare you? But basically, Paul just trying to give me the old how dare you for picking Denver to win when I actually had picked Seattle on the previous episode of Purple Mafia, it was just a spur of the moment. Oh, Denver's going to win because of the temperature. Oh, oh, yeah, um, that was a stupid, stupid, stupid decision. And I kept reg- and I was regretting it immediately after that first snap. And you notice how it did not take long for me to start saying that. 
and I mean immediately I was starting to say I screwed up. Brett McCarthy saying, yep, not good. Now, things, I should, things are not looking good. Malcolm out of California saying, don't worry, nobody saw this coming. And Yeah, I mean, not that bad, right? Yeah, nobody saw that big of a joke coming. I then posted a thread saying, this is getting as bad as Vikings Giants 41 Donut. 41-0 is the donut. Um, and yes, it was. Matthew Kyle out of Maine saying, true. Nathan Peterson saying, and it's the same stadium. Yeah, very good. Very good comment there. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever, yes, and it was like the, well, they're both on the road. What the hell am I talking about? But whoever's less comfortable in that stadium, yeah, is pretty much going to die in a playoff game, and they did. Uh, but McCarthy's saying sale is a bunch of ex-Vikings. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Coaches and players. Yep. Daryl Bevel, of course, is the, yep. Yeah. had uh, Heath Farwell. Yeah. You had Sidney Rice, who doesn't exist. Talk about urban legends. And Percy Harvin, another urban legend, until they played us and kicked our butts. And then he played briefly against the Saints, and then, you know, got hurt again, and then he got to play in the Super Bowl. He played three full games this season. Okay, two and a half games, or one and a half game, whatever it was. One and two halves, so two games for Percy. Okay, continue. Uh, Mark Jackson saying, oh man, then there is Travers Jackson for that brief moment. He continues saying, nice to see Marcus Allen. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see old Marcus Allen. It's been a while. Uh, Malcolm saying, I thought it was funny. I'm wearing my Harrison Smith jersey and Malcolm, or Malcolm Smith. Yeah, Malcolm Smith. I'm getting all mixed up. Sorry. Malcolm Smith won MVP, and yes, he did, with that interception and overall great play. Uh, he says, so I was probably yelling and pointing at my jersey. Well, that's cool. Malcolm Smith. Harrison Smith. Yeah, that's why I got confused. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, that's cool, actually. And yeah, it's so fitting that a defensive player got it. Even though Percy Harvin was so good and, and Russell Wilson was so accurate and was so solid, uh, how could a defensive player not win the MVP in that game? Are you kidding? So, anyhow, Dave Hickey saying, as of course out of Iowa, saying as big as big of a blowout as that game was, and the fact Seattle wasn't the underdog, makes me kind of wonder if the game could have been fixed. Uh-oh. <laughs> In this day and age where there are basically no morals anymore, and money has and will be the root of all evil, it makes a person wonder. Or, or you mean the love of money, I'm sure, too, Dave. Yep, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Um, though, yeah, I mean... Well, okay, I'll leave that up. He says, I, I hate to think that way, but as much as I love football and the Vikings, but in 1919, they had the Black Sox scandal. Yeah, I mean, all the way back then, too, man. Yeah, good point there, Black Sox scandal, and that's when there was morals and family values, and I really like what Dave's saying here. Uh, he says, there was no tackling or blocking by the Broncos. Maybe some high roller like Warren Buffett gave two or three guys a few million and they miss some tackles, drop a couple balls, and he bets $20 million and makes a buttload of money. Just a little food for thought. And what's funny, too, as you say that, Dave, there are rumors about Floyd May- Mayweather betting $10 million on the Denver Broncos, and I do think, I do think that story is true. Um, I'm not 100% confirmed on that, and I do think it's true that he bet on the Broncos winning. Um, to that, that's just... Wow, I mean, uh, I do want to believe it's not fixed and that's that Denver just sucked big time, but 
as good as Denver was this year, it is kind of like, what the hell? How could they be that bad? And, heck, I remember my mom even wondering, what the hell was this when the New York Giants wow, you know, trounced all over the Vikings way back in 2000. Not that it was that long ago, but it's, I guess a, year, a number of years ago was a while ago. Um, interesting thought there, interesting thought. Dave continuing saying, hey, Mark, do you realize we could have had Marcus Allen in his rookie year, but we chose Darren Nelson instead? Uh, yeah, we might have won that 87 Super Bowl, Dave. I did talk about that with Dylan briefly earlier. Uh, he says, smart move, eh? <laughs> Not. But other teams say the same about AP, and we got him. I just wonder, when is he going to lead the team to victory? But first thing is first, we need a quarterback and a lot better defense. Yeah. Yeah, that has that is a gold star candidate, Dave. You are in the gold star um, candidacy right there with that one. Very good stuff. Uh, I was briefly ranting about yet another NFL franchise has a Super Bowl championship before us. Who's sick of seeing this happen and wants our turn? Todd Vandermeer saying that Todd is out of Indiana saying Peyton Manning is who we thought he was. Yep, a playoff choke, right? <laughs> Stephen A. Smith saying, when is the draft again? Uh-huh. Malcolm saying, very true, but I always root for the team that doesn't have a ring over a team that does. But yeah, we need to find our quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent Jacobson says, What makes matters worse? The Seahawks stopped at Minneapolis. Seahawks, oh yeah, they thought they stopped at Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport on their way to Seattle. Yeah, that does make matters worse, doesn't it? They actually stopped here. That's kind of interesting. Very interesting there. Uh, Dave Hickey again saying, I totally agree, Joey. The thing is, we had four shots at it. Even though it was a long time ago, three of them before I really started watching football, but that doesn't stop Packer and Callaway fans from giving me bleep about not winning any. But I agree with Malcolm. I wanted Seattle because they haven't won. <laughs> they haven't won any, and they are Minnesota Northwest. Oh, boy. You guys like Seattle because they're Minnesota Northwest. Look at you. No, I, I, I understand. I'm not mad at anybody for rooting for Seattle. Denver's not that likable either. Um, and they have Minnesota ties like like uh, you know, like that guy that used to play for the Gophers who didn't do anything in the game. You know that guy. Uh, Eric Decker, who's very good. Um, I'm not a big Wes Welker fan, by the way. And I didn't even talk about that with Dylan either because it's just, you know, we, we talked about what we, we talked about. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really... I didn't even really, I wasn't even really in the mood to rant about how much I don't like this guy or that guy because it's like the game was such a joke. It didn't even matter really how much I like this guy or that guy. (laughs) You immediately kind of go into like a uh, a dormant state, which I pretty much did. I'm going to tell you guys that may listen to multiple shows that I do. Obviously, Timberwolves Explosion and all that. Um, I recorded Timberwolves Explosion right after that game. I'm telling you, that first segment was hard as hell. I mean, it may not have sounded like it, but I was having a very, very hard time energy-wise. I was just wiped out watching that stupid game. Ugh. Oh, my. Um, So, we'll get to a couple final posts here, I think. Um, Brent Jacobson was saying, so I see Bill Musgrave is going to be the Eagles coach. Maybe it's time to sell high on Nick Foles. I actually read that on the last show, but again, that is kind of funny. Bill Musgrave, yuck. That doesn't make sense. A wide-open offense like that, and you bring in Bill Musgrave to have any part of it? 
other than maybe Waterboy, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> good point, Brent. So I had it's a good thing I I felt like I had to read that one again. Sebastian saying, "What a great show, Joey!" And thank you for that. Mark Carlson saying, "Pro Bowl with real defense." I guess <laughs> still am confused as to cheer for Team Sanders or not. Watching anyway, and that's a that's a football fan right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't watch the All-Star games of uh, sports that much anymore. Sometimes baseball, because that one's a little bit more interesting, at least, well, a little bit. Not that uh, baseball's, baseball's like my fourth favorite sport out of the four, but I don't know, it seems like the All-Star game in that sport's a little more interesting. Very nice video posted by impossible, possible future Minnesota Viking quarterback Derek Carr. Retroactive 2013 highlights. Highly recommended to those of you out there uh, as we do get closer and closer to draft. That is the number one topic for the Minnesota Vikings now, other than free agency, which comes first going into March, which is now actually less than a month away now. It's like three weeks away. We've already, we're already one week in February. Wow. Wow. I'm just just like blown away by that. Um, Sebastian continuing with a college football player stat uh, post about Derek Carr. Again, do check that out. Those of you out there, very worth it. I would like to see him achieve that. Uh, <laughs> and Paul Canop, always welcome to... And Paul, you know, yeah, I may kind of say this and that about Seattle. I don't I don't hate the Seahawks, and you, hey, keep posting on here. I, and I was just teasing you about moving to Seattle, and you're suddenly a 30-year veteran. I was giving you crap, so don't take it personal. I'm not... <laughs> I got nothing against you, buddy. You, 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 you know that. We've been friends for freaking 15 years now, so... Yeah, he posts a picture of a Denver Bronco fan looking very glum, <laughs> and I don't blame him. Um, we've been there, Viking fans, let's all remember that, and so have the Seahawks. They were there last year when they lost to Atlanta. That was must have been insanely frustrating. That must have drove them nuts. Oh, I hate the, I hate the Falcons. Brent Jacobson posting his wish list for the Vikings. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Let's see. They are cornerback. Altron Werner or Sam Shields, choice one, choice two. And what I was looking at in there, I leaned towards Werner. Yeah, I leaned towards Werner out of those two. Seems a little bit more going on, I suppose. Shields gets interceptions. Werner seems like the better tackler. The Vikings need a guy who can tackle, though. Werner gets interceptions, too. Both of those guys do get them. Werner was with the Tennessee Titans. Sam Shields with the (coughs) Packers. Um, the Vikings have had decent success picking up Green Bay Packers in the past, so it wouldn't kill me to get Shields either. So, choice one, choice two, either one of them would be pretty good. Uh, he puts for safety, Taylor Mays and Mike Mitchell. I guess I lean Mays slightly in this one overall. In the draft, round one, he says trade back from eight and stockpile picks to use on defense. All right, I mean, as long as you get the right people. Round two, developmental quarterback like Zach Mettenberger or Aaron Murray who could sit a year behind Castle and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not against that. Uh, not at all. Because unless Derek Carr really does it for you, and his stats in college were off the charts. Way better than Christian Ponder's, but he did play in an easier conference than uh, Christian Ponder in Florida State. But no, Derek Carr is probably... Well, Derek Carr was a better college quarterback than Christian Ponder. Ponder was underwhelming as a quarterback in college, so why shouldn't he have been underwhelming as a quarterback in the NFL? 
a lot of us wonder. Um, I was just sitting hoping and praying when the Vikings ultimately did reach on him. I was sitting hoping and praying that, hey, you know, maybe that college thing isn't everything. And that this guy, they're really seeing something about him that he really is legit. No. <laughs> uh, I better continue where he uh, left off. Um, Murray was, uh, okay, he says rounds three through seven, best player available. Yeah, um, yeah, best player available, sure. And if it's a running back, if you can get a solid to nice running back in the, let's say, fourth round and, and on, if you end up finding a guy, like, I mean, Terrell Davis was, what was he, a sixth, seventh round pick. So I would not be against taking a running back at in one of those rounds. It wouldn't kill us because... Toby Gerhardt, I don't think we're going to keep him. I think money's going to be thrown his way. And why would you spend a trillion bucks to keep a guy behind Adrian Peterson? Um, let him have a chance to start somewhere, and let's bring in a new one. I'm not against that at all. And Gerhardt gets hurt a lot, by the way. Final post. This one was Brent Jacobson saying Vikings, Vikings bargain hunt free agents. It's on Bleacher Report. Do check that out. You're more than welcome to check that out indeed. Those of you that are kindly listening to this show. Uh, I thought I had something going on. Yes, I have something going on on the Twitter as well. Uh, as that loads, we continue to, well, I mean, in general, just the thoughts of David Carr or defense. I mean, it, you know, it, it ultimately does depend on where, you know, after the combine, what your impressions are on, De- on Derek Carr. I hope I called him Derek, not David. Is does he have a chance to be a star in the NFL, or does he, or is the sky cloudy on him? If, you know, like, basically, like, you're not really sure. You're just not sure. You can't take a guy you're not sure about. You have to be absolutely sure that Carr is a legitimate future starting quarterback in this league, maybe even a great starting quarterback in this league. And if there's a great defensive player available that will make this team better, you got to take him. That's the way I stand along the lines of this. Um, there was some interaction during the Super Bowl. Most of this is just interactions. I'm going to kind of bounce around and look at stuff. <laughs> I was talking about how lucky the Seattle Seahawks are, and then Viking fan page saying, explain, and I just simply said, that snap. Because that was, well, I posted that right at the beginning. I was just sick of seeing Seattle get lucky, and after that, well, Seattle wasn't as lucky anymore. It just was like they were just destroying them. Oh, Lord. Uh, Nick Borboom, Nicholas Borboom, on Twitter, saying it's uh, yep, and Borboom ninety eight saying, so much for those migraines. He was always talking about with the Vikes, meaning Percy Harvin, and I was basically saying bleep Harvin, that front runner. <laughs> That's what got Nick to respond. Nick knew about Percy Harvin quite a bit because he lived in Florida for a while. Nick is another old buddy. Actually, I've known him even longer than Paul, circa nineteen ninety five Hopkins High School era. Man, crazy. <laughs> when we weren't, we were not seniors yet, so we're not quite. Um, around Dylan's age or, or even further there, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, he lived in Florida for a while, so he knew about Harvin with the Gators. Moving on here, Dave Martin saying how Denver Denver needs to wake up now or this could be over. <laughs> they have not had to deal with games like that this season, and now, yeah, I mean, when there's teams like that, they don't seem to deal well with that. Seattle's had to play in a couple of kind of tighter type of games, and they just wipe people out, though, overall. They play tight and then take over and wipe people out, and that's what Seattle did. Oh, man. Lots of in-game stuff with Dave Martin out of Scotland. Very great guy. Very cool guy. Uh, He was starting to think we had the wrong Manning out there, (laughs) at least. They're starting to move, need points here, and 
And yes, the point of the matter is every time Denver looked like they had something going, it was another turnover. It was just stupid. Uh, Martin was telling me, don't bring that up about 41 Donut, because I put that on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, um, Another thing, Dave was saying, at least Eli turns back (laughs) into Peyton. That's what we are getting, making Freeman look good at MetLife. Whoa! Whoa, he was making Freeman look good at MetLife. Wow. Oh, boy. Mm -mm. So, mostly in-game stuff. Nick Borboom again saying the Broncos look like they're playing in slow motion or stop animated. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, what was he saying here? He was responding to... Oh, yeah, I said it looked like the Broncos are playing on depression meds. <laughs> yeah, the depression meds don't seem to be working. Oh, well, maybe offseason will help. <laughs> Oh, man. And Stephen Smith. Yep, that being Stephen A. Smith saying, beautifully disgruntled sparkle ponies coming to a 99-cent bookstore near you. Ooh, he's making fun of the Broncos again there. Oh, that's funny. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, that's good stuff, guys. Really appreciate it. The Gold Star is going to go to Dave Hickey. Here it is, Dave. <laughs> Congratulations on yet another gold star. You've been racking them up uh, this year in 2014. You're in the, you're in the, you're a candidate for gold star of the year. So I'm going to try to get into that on the State of the Union address. No, State of the Vikings address. State of the Vikings 2014. Um, oh man, it gets tough. Silver star, man, goes to Malcolm. He had a lot of cool stuff to say. Bronze star. We'll go to Brent Jacobson with all the detail he brought once again. He's always getting a star. It seems like on almost every episode, he gets the bronze star for a lot of that cool information. Interesting stuff he had to say. Really appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting. And be ready for State of the Vikings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's try not to keep that one too long, but do call in if you'd like. Very, uh, I encourage you to call in. But, again, try to keep it to under a minute on this one, and probably from here on. Uh, I understand you have a lot to say, but try to keep it to the point. Try to keep it sharp. Don't let that scare you away from calling. Just try to be fairly sharp about it. Don't let it don't let it go too long. Just for the sake of the show, you want to keep the listeners listening. You don't want them to be like, okay, okay. You know that's the problem. That's the problem with radio. People are impatient. You have to remember that. Um, I'm not impatient, but other people are at times. With me, as long as you stay on topic, I'm happy. But I'm just letting you know. Just for the sake of this show. You want the show to succeed, don't you? So, also, another way to help this show succeed, do give Pro Mafia a positive rating on iTunes and give a brief review about it. Doesn't have, You don't have to say all that much. You could even just say thanks again for the show. Something like that. Um, you don't have to have a degree to rate someone on iTunes. You know, it's just, it's just a, you know, it's just, a simple, fun little thing. So, do appreciate it. And for those of you that do have a degree, good for you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, it doesn't matter either way. Just thank you for uh, your su- your support in advance, and you will get a shout out, shout out on air, and very likely get a star out of the three that I give out every show as well. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks, and you will hear the voice of Sebastian Dawes on the air with myself. And I do apologize personally to Sebastian that it took so long to get you on air 
my schedule sucks and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I do manage to get the shows out, but obviously recording late usually. So not everybody. I, I mean, I don't necessarily have the energy sometimes to do that. So, but I did it tonight. Thank you again for listening, and we will be back sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm.